Hi, I'm Greta Oliver. Welcome to the Educate You podcast, your roadmap to learning tips, techniques, and strategies to enable your student to successfully navigate the road to and through higher education. Welcome in to Educate You. Today's guest on the Finding Fit episode of Educate You is Alethea Eunice Gaddis. Alethea Gaddis is the owner of Gaddis Insurance and Financial Services in Columbus, Ohio, and the co-founder of the Willie and Vivian Gaddis Foundation for Kids, Kids Inspired and Destined for Success, and also creator of the Jump Start You for College, a program serving more than 800 youth who have participated in college access early awareness opportunities. As a part of the latter program, Alethea Gaddis has planned college visits for more than 84 colleges and universities across the United States. Since we know that a part of finding college fit is actually getting on campus for visits, she's here to tell us what she's been up to and how she's helped prospective college students to learn more about the college going process. Please join me in welcoming Alethea Gaddis to educate you. Thank you so much for joining in and giving us the opportunity to get to know your work and what you've been doing to help students get into higher education opportunities. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you are certainly welcome. I want to just get in with the questioning because uh, we know that getting on campus is so, so important to, you know, finding fit, finding a college that works for a student. And so I just want to know, um, how did you come about with this mission, basically, to get students on campus? Can you explain the process and goals that you are working toward achieving? I decided several years ago when I was running a community development corporation for my church, we had a youth program component to that. And I noticed that a lot of the students that participated didn't really have an idea about college Mm -hmm. or maybe their parents didn't go to college and it wasn't necessarily on their radar. So I started creating programs at that point just to, you know, do uh, like we took students to Kenyon College. Mm -hmm. It's a liberal arts college here. And we spent a week there and we did a lot of different workshops. And so it was just to expose them to a college campus because Mm -hmm. at that time, a lot of those students had not been out of Columbus. They had not been on a college campus. They knew about Ohio State University because obviously this is right here in Capital University. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they hadn't been on a college campus. And so we just started trying to expose them to college and higher ed and opportunities to uh, make a difference Mm -hmm. in the world and feel good about themselves. So um, when I came up with the tour concept, I decided that I want to try and see as many colleges as possible in a relatively short amount of time and make it affordable for parents. We typically are on the road for a week Mm -hmm. and we visit typically two colleges a day. A parent that would try to do that would pay so much more Mm -hmm. because they're driving, there's the wear and tear on their car, um, there's the hotel costs every night. So I 
bundle it into a package that hopefully will help students find their college and help parents help their students make those decisions. So while I, I, I select accredited colleges and universities, of course, that's very important. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to introduce them to their options. Um, I also search for Black historical uh, sites to visit along the way. Mm -hmm. So many students are not aware of all of history. They just know certain parts of history. So that's that's a very critical part of what we do also while we're on the road. And I also try and uh, have dinner or lunch at a Black-owned restaurant so that they can get accustomed to supporting others and then just seeing what their um, options can be by uh, preparing themselves. Okay. Um, prior to us even getting on the bus, though, we have several workshops that the students are required to participate in. We talk about the admissions process, how to select a college, how much does it cost to attend college, what's the financial aid process, mm-hmm. um, how do I find out my class rank? One of my favorite sessions is discovering your spark. Mm-hmm. What is it that makes you happy? What could you do in your sleep? What would you do if you didn't get paid? Mm-hmm. Something that you absolutely love because all of them have been um, around someone who hates their job. Right. I asked them that question. How many of you know somebody that hates your job? Almost all of them raised their hand. Mm-hmm. So I said, don't let that be you. Right. Don't just pick a major, pick a career that's going to help you to uh, be fulfilled in life because there's mm-hmm. nothing worse than having a dream and then it not coming to fruition. So mm-hmm. I would say that our three main um, goals are to educate, mm-hmm. not just about what the college opportunities are, but to empower them to make decisions. And then just to enlighten them about what else is going on beyond their world mm-hmm. um, in the areas that they live. Okay. That's really good to hear because the, the advanced preparation that you give to them is so important so that when they actually do get on the college campus, they'll have some idea of what to look for. Mm-hmm. Do you ever talk about like the feeling that they might get when they get on a certain campus and how, yes. you know, that can resonate with them as a place where they could be safe or a place where they can Mm -hmm. succeed. And, um, you know, what do you actually do as far as activities when they're on the campus beyond them just touring the institutional facility? Well, part of the um, campus visit experience is, of course, hearing um, an admissions presentation so they can find out what the admissions requirements are, mm-hmm. what the application process is, what, what the deadlines are. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talk about some of that in our pre-session so that mm-hmm. when they get on campus, it's not brand new. Right. Um, the fir- I can think of the very first tour I did. I just wrote a grant, got all these kids, put them on the bus. We sit in the admissions presentation. They thought they were going to kick it for a week. No, you're mm-hmm. not. You're, you're coming to learn. <laughs> uh, but when the, when the admissions... Um, officers started talking about um, GPA, Mm -hmm. scholarship requirements, SAT scores. They Mm -hmm. were, some of them were clueless. And I said, okay, I have to do a better job of preparing them for the visit. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. why we do that. Um, 
we have them listen to a financial aid presentation so they mm -hmm. can know what scholarships are available, mm -hmm. what scholarship deadlines are. We um, try to get them um, exposed to some students so they can okay. talk to students. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times high school students get really excited when they see college students. It's, you know, they want to feel like they're getting closer to that uh, age. Mm -hmm. And so having them have an opportunity to share with other students is really important as well. And um, there are a lot of other things that um, we have them look for when they're on the campus. And um, I can talk about some of that now if you want. Um, sure, you are, sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so um, I, I tell them to sur survey their surroundings. Mm -hmm. um, decide whether or not you are okay with where that school is located, be it yes. a rural or urban environment. Mm -hmm. um, I tell them, how do you feel? Do you feel protected on this campus? Does it feel safe? You know, you can kind of get a sense for, uh, I don't know if I want to be here or not. Right. Exactly. Um, so from a safety perspective, mm -hmm. um, thinking about those types of things, I tell them, Find a place that feels like home. I, mm -hmm. If we're going to go on a, on a trip for a week and we're going to visit two, four, six, eight, 10 universities, for example, mm -hmm. find a place that feels like home. Mm -hmm. If none of those feel like home, then you keep looking. Yeah. And even if you do find a place that feels like home, keep looking because you might have to come up with another option because of financial aid and those mm -hmm. types of things. Mm -hmm. So the most uh, rewarding thing for me after going through all the planning and strategizing and scraping coins together mm -hmm. and making sure I could get these kids back home to their parents the way they gave them to me. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest, uh, the most gratifying is when a student comes up to me and says, Miss G, this is it. Mm -hmm. I found my home. Yes. I can remember one year we were um, on the campus of Fisk University, one of my favorite campuses. And this student had been on the trip all week. I think that particular year, Tennessee was our last stop. This kid acted so uninterested, mm -hmm. unmoved the entire time. His mom was texting me, what's wrong? He's not having fun. But when we got off of the, we just got off the bus. And mm -hmm. this kid, this is it. He hadn't even mm -hmm. heard a presentation or anything, but it was something grounding wow. mm -hmm. that made mm -hmm. him feel welcome, welcome in yeah. Uh, comfortable there. And so mm -hmm. that is what I, I, I get them to do. And so many times, yes. several of them have come to me during that time while we're on a trip and they'll say, this is it. And a lot mm -hmm. of them, I'm proud to say, have actually attended those universities. And I have even have some on campuses now that mm -hmm. they found them on the college tour because they found a place that felt like home. That is so Awesome. That is really a rewarding feeling when you have really made an, a difference through an opportunity that you set up and prepared for them. And then they're able to take advantage of what you've done, the hard work that's gone into it. That's wonderful. So um, you mentioned that you go to visit maybe some museums or, you know, black uh, related places or restaurants. And so you also have mentioned that you've gone to some historically black universities. Uh, and so do you typically always include that or is that your mission or do you take your students to 
um, just as many universities as you can, regardless of whether they're HBCUs or PWIs. Okay, so um, going back to my three E's, educate, empower, enlighten. Mm -hmm. While the HBCU experience is one that I think all students should be um, introduced to, exposed to, um, I also have taken students to PWIs because, as you know, I also am a graduate of mm -hmm. uh, PWI, both undergraduate and graduate. Mm -hmm. um, the And I've always been a history buff, and I went to a predominantly white high school, West okay. High School. Mm -hmm. And so I was hungry for history. And so mm -hmm. I read a lot of history, even as a child, mm -hmm. and um, Black authors and uh, knew mm -hmm. of Black history that some of my peers didn't know about. And okay. so I found that I was an exception and mm -hmm. a lot of these a lot of students that i come in contact with don't know a lot either because they too are in suburban environments yes um or they're just not aware mm -hmm. so i feel like it's important for them to understand um their history regardless of what type of university we're visiting okay um while we predominantly do hbcus i do that because um we hear about the Ohio States, the Ohio Universities, the mm -hmm. Olin Greens, the University of Cincinnati, yes. Duke, Georgetown. We hear about all these other schools <clears throat> because those schools are presented at the high school. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. there's banners up, uh, guidance counselors, if they're doing their job, talk to them about different universities. But most of the time, the mm -hmm. HBCUs are not part of that equation. Okay. okay. So, um, along with attending um, tour, visiting HBCUs, each of those universities have their own unique history yes. that 99.5% of the students are not familiar with. Okay. And so exposing them to historical um, uh, sites is just mm -hmm. really important. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that in addition to the colleges, that's probably the second greatest highlight because okay. a lot of the parents haven't even been to some of the places mm -hmm. that their students visit when they're on the tour with me. Um, the last time we were on the road, we went to the Edmund Pettus Bridge and they got mm -hmm. to hear the story about Bloody Sunday and mm -hmm. actually paired them up two by two, walked across the bridge, mm -hmm. we told them, put your phones up, no right. talking. We want you to reflect on what you just learned at the museum. Right, right. And we walked across the bridge, and it was just very impactful. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, as we were crossing the bridge, someone um, with a Confederate flag drove past us walking and yelled out some inappropriate things mm -hmm. to the students. And I didn't even feel bad because mm -hmm. I wanted them to know yes. this is the world we live in. Absolutely. You're not assimilated just because you go to a suburban school. You're not assimilated just because you are a straight A student. Right. You still have these issues to deal with. And right. so mm -hmm. um, it's just a very uh, unique way to let them know what all is uh, available to them and what the, the world that we live in mm -hmm. is real. It's not just something that you read about in a history book. Right. These things actually happen. These events in history did take place. Absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds like a wonderful, really wonderful experience and a learning experience at that. Because like you said, 
this is what we're faced with on a daily basis. And so for them to be able to be participating in crossing the bridge and then for that to happen, that just goes to show you, okay, this is a learning experience. And, you know, we're still going through the same types of, you know, discrimination and things of that nature that, you know, our parents, it hasn't changed. It's not over. And so that's a good lesson for them to, to definitely learn as well. And so um, what three tips do you have for any student that's going on a college visit, regardless of whether it's a HBCU or PWI, any college visit, what three tips, what would you recommend that they remember when they're going on that visit? Well, in order to have anything to remember, I encourage them to make a list of questions. Mm -hmm. And I even usually give them a list of questions because even though I tell them to do that, they don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but I prepare questions for them to ask students, faculty, administrators. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage them when they're in those interactions to, to introduce their best self to them. Yes. I said, looking at someone who may be considering your financial aid application or your admissions application, mm -hmm. you want to present yourself in a way that they remember you. So that networking, that introducing, that being aware of what is available on that campus. I asked them to uh, check out and ask the average class size mm -hmm. of the university, the student to faculty ratio. Um, are most classes taught by professors or teachers assistants? Mm -hmm, you know, that mm -hmm. happens a lot. I didn't know about that. Good uh, question. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, what's the campus meal plan like? You know, we right. all have to eat. You know, <laughs> how is the food? Ask mm -hmm. a student that. Mm -hmm. and, and we also use, we always have lunch at least on the university. Mm -hmm. um, so they can get a chance for being in the commons, right. um, being around the other students and tasting the, uh, the college food. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the makeup of the freshman class? These are questions mm -hmm. that you want to know. You want to know how you're going to fit in um, if you're accepted to that university. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of social activities are available? Um, there's just a number of questions that they should ask, first of all, mm -hmm. when they are going to visit a college campus. Um, one of the other things I tell them they should ask about are, in addition to the admissions requirements, which I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. But what is the acceptance rate? Right. So, for example, Howard University's uh, 22 incoming freshmen, there were 29,000 applications. Mm -hmm. 10,000 were accepted with a grad acceptance rate of 35%. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Duke University, which is a university we have visited, um, their class of 2023 had 41,000 students apply, 3,000 were admitted mm -hmm. and they have an overall acceptance rate of 7.4%. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. students at that time may not necessarily see the importance of that, but hopefully parents do, mm -hmm. but hopefully students also see you're not guaranteed to get into this university just because you apply, just because you have straight A's, um, just because you have a lot of extracurricular activities. There are admissions requirements um, that are going to determine whether or not you get in. So just that first thing is make sure you understand what those are. Mm -hmm. Have a list of questions mm -hmm. that you can ask. Mm -hmm. You are, I tell them, you're interviewing the school. Right. Many of them have never been on a job interview, but I, I tell them you're interviewing them. 
because you're getting ready to spend a lot of money there, whether it's borrowed or not. Right. Um, you're interviewing them. So have a list of questions. Be strategic in your visit. Mm-hmm. I have tell them to um, ask about uh, the class size. Um, as I said, the student to faculty ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, for, for my second point, I tell them to create a support system yes. um, as they're preparing for college of family, clergy, um, Sunday school teachers, school teachers mm-hmm. that can help them navigate yes. matriculating from high school to college. It's, it's, it's very different. Yes, it is. And a lot of times people try to do it on their own, but you know, it, it really does take a village and that's mm-hmm. in some ways and in some ways it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but make sure that you have somebody that's helping you be accountable to the admissions deadlines. Mm-hmm. Making sure Absolutely. you have someone that will review your college essay if one is required to make sure it's proofread. Yeah. Um, make sure that your application is complete. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that you have a group of people, if you can, or even if it's just one person, that can help you stay on course and mm-hmm. help you be accountable to the process. Yes. And then finally, most of all, I tell them to start early. Mm-hmm. So many times, and I know you've experienced this as well, I have people at my church have known for years that I do this. And we will advertise a tour. And I'll say, you're going to send you so-and-so on the tour this year? Oh, no, he's not a senior yet. Seniors, have it's to be almost a senior. too late when you do mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I tell them start early. Well, how early should I start? I said, you can really start talking to kids about college when they're in elementary school. Yes, you can. And taking them on short visits in middle school is right. not a bad idea. Right. But by the time they're a freshman, they should be actively looking for college campuses because mm-hmm. they need to know what the expectation is going to be for them to get into a college or university. Finding that out in your junior year after you after you goofed off freshman and sophomore year typically is not going to allow you to land where it is that you want to go. So um, just researching early and making sure that they um, have a tribe and that they have um, make sure that they attend an accredited college or university. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All of those are wonderful, wonderful tips and suggestions. And so just in recap, starting early, that's like one of the most important things having a support system, having questions to ask. What did I miss? Starting early. Okay. Okay. Starting early, support system, questions to ask. Those were the three. Okay, good. I didn't want to miss anything. And I know our viewers, we don't want to miss that. We don't want them to miss anything as well. And it's so much, you know, it's hard to condense it into, um, just this space, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot of information, um, your book and other places on the internet mm-hmm. that students and parents can find um, assistance and what to do when you're visiting a campus. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to make one other comment, if it's okay. That's fine. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you and I both attended PWIs. And so mm-hmm. sometimes parents will ask me, what's the difference yes. you know, in an HBCU versus a PWI? And I just tell them, a lot of times uh, students say they just feel a sense of belonging when they get on an HBCU campus. Um, right. A lot of students that um, go with me, like myself, mm-hmm. were in a predominantly white um, high school environment, and they're just hungry to be around some other people of color. Mm-hmm. And 
they find a sense of belonging there that they don't necessarily have at their high school and that they may not necessarily necessarily have at a PWI. Mm -hmm. I met my best friends for life at Bowling Green State University. We were just traveling two weeks ago Mm -hmm. in West Florida. We still hook up Mm -hmm. after all these years. But I do feel that had I been on an HBCU campus, I might have fared better academically because I was, I, I'll be honest, I was playing around my first couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I'd been in a situation where there were faculty that looked like me, right, get in my grill like my parents would if they were there, right. Um, mm-hmm. If I saw other students like me that were really um, purposeful and with mm-hmm. them, that it would have encouraged me more. Mm-hmm. And what the experience that I had. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just think going back to what we were both saying earlier about finding a place that feels comfortable, that feels like home. Sometimes that is on an HBCU campus. Right. Right. For others that it is not. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. And so all that to say that the student really needs to find what university works best for them based on what they find out in the visit, the questions that they ask, and if they feel like they can be successful on that campus, if they feel like they can be seen and heard on that campus, and that they have the support that they need on that campus. Exactly. So it's different for everybody because everybody's different. So everybody's different. That is something to really keep in mind, but we want to include all kinds of colleges and types of colleges in the mix so that the best decision can be made for that particular student. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Okay. That's well, thank you so much for joining in and telling us all about the college visit process. And you are doing a phenomenal work. Just thank keep you. on doing it. Keep thank doing it. Thank you so much. And same to you. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today on Educate You. If you wish, you can send me your questions or comments about the college going process or the podcast contents by sending an email to drgreta at gretaoliverconsulting.com. Also, beginning each week after the podcast airs, check for a companion blog on my website's blog page at gretaoliverconsulting.com. My book, College Roadmap, Essential Tips for First-Time College Students and Their Families, is available for sale on Amazon.com. Join us next week for another tip or strategy to make the road to higher education easier for your student.